What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the 4th and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady Bradley and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. So if I sounded a little bit more hyped, it's because we are actually talking about week one. Boys, how are you doing? We got the juice today, I guess. We got the juice, baby. So I did, and it probably is because I had more than my fair share of Sweet Martha's cookies yesterday. What's your favorite state fair food this, uh, and were you able to attend this year? I I was able to attend. I was able to attend. It's fried cookie dough. Fried cookie dough. Isn't that just? Unbelievable. Isn't that just cookies? So there's a guy that was talking about Sweet Martha's. Deep fried cookie dough. It's a ball of cookie dough. Yeah. Okay. Unbelievable. I was able to attend, and the staple is cheese curds. It just has to happen every time. It has to happen. Okay, okay. Yep. So moderate, maybe mild, bold take here. Like cheese curds in a vacuum, fantastic. But like at the fair, like they're good, not great. What? It's just a bad take. Good, not good, not great. Cheese curds at what? the fair. That's what did they're you the go best get, at. And did you go get them from the food building? The mouse. The trap? mouse trap. Yes. <sighs> Kid honestly doesn't go to the state fair, I guess. Yeah. I, I did go to the state fair, and I already I even knew about the mouse trap. Come on now. Also, the, uh, the staple for, for the state fair, if you don't walk into the state fair and get a pronto pup, don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right to that pronto pup. Wait, did you have the one? I feel like the Minnesota State Fair is like the headliner for state fairs. Like it's uh, talked about I, so much. I had a, a friend come in um, from over the weekend, like flew in, and he, there was like multiple people he talked to at the airport, like flying in specifically for this. Like, I, I, I don't it's know crazy. if that's super common at other state fairs, but I've never gone to another state fair other than the Minnesota State Fair. Yeah. Did you guys end up? Have you? Did you hear about the one that has like it's a hot dog on a stick? wrapped in like hash browns so instead of it being are we like, still talking about the state fair when we're doing yes a, dude a podcast? I, it, was it, so is good. it is week we one coming up here. let us the most let's exciting episode yeah. and we're just five minutes in talking about the state i'm wired okay <laughs> we're moving on to fantasy football i appreciate the hot dog conversation josh um we're doing our normal nfl notables we're doing a little twist on it though um we have a couple questions to give during the um the to start the season out, and then we're doing our starts of the week. Yes, they're they're back, this, go. Year, back. this year. So by popular demand. Yeah. So the NFL notables for this segment of the NFL notables, we're gonna recap the preseason hype train. So um, I came up with two storylines from each division, and it's either gonna be fire or smoke. Fire means you're buying into the hype. Smoke means you're not buying into the hype. Make sense? You got it. Yep. Okay. And I just want the listeners to know that if Brady ended up coming up with all these puns himself, he needs to, he's holding back on the pod and I need you to be better. These are 100% authentic fourth and a mile material. I did not look at anything outside of this podcast. So it's incredible. Yes. First one. Are you picking George? This is in reference to George Pickens. The hype train is real for George Pickens. Um, and so the smoke or fire is George Pickens finishes as a top 28 receiver this year. Is that smoke or fire? Smoke for me. I also have that as smoke. I think it's a little bit too high. I, I also have smoke. I will say smoke as well. If he finishes as a wide receiver three, does that change to fire? Top 36. I think, it, I think if he finishes as a wide receiver three, you're very happy about that. 
yeah, I think it's hard. I, I think it's hard for someone to play 15 games and not finish as a top 36 receiver. So um, obviously it depends on health. I'm just going to play the exercise and say smoke with 28. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having fun. Jimmy, Jimmy, no, I, I would say wide receiver three. I think I would say fire as well. I think the biggest thing that we're probably really intrigued by from this offense and this specific player is just like, what is going to be their plan with him as far as integration in the offense? And what does the quarterback position look like? Because I think those are the only question marks. Like I think we all think he's going to be really good. Do you think he's going to be above Claypool for finish wise this year? I do. Yeah, At I this do. point, I don't know how you say no. I mean, we just drafted him in a fantasy draft this weekend. Three of us were in it. Pickens went above Claypool. Yes. Which is, is crazy to think about. That is crazy. Next one for the AFC North is doubting Dobbins. Are you thinking J.K. Dobbins plays 15 games? So the, the comment is J.K. Dobbins plays 15 games for the Ravens this year. Is that smoke or fire? Smoke. I think it's smoke. He's already the conversation's already happening, and it's not even week one about like his health for the year. So I'm smoke. I'm gonna put smoke for this. I feel pretty confident about the smoke as well. <laughs> I also say smoke. You I'll don't want fire. the smoke. I'll say fire. Ooh. You think he I plays don't know. 15 games this year? I do. He might sit out week one, but week two he might play in a limited role, which I, that counts as a game played. So um, I, I think it might take it might be a ramping up period until he's like full full go, 20 carries. Um, I think he can play 15 games this year. Bradley, Josh, do you guys have a guess on how many games he plays? Minus 14. I, I would say 13 or less. That's my number that came to my head. I think 13. just historically, not necessarily that he'll be out with his knee. There's usually some other lingering factors, whether it's a, a hamstring that you're just not conditioned for or an ankle injury to that side. Um, he's a running back as well. So the knee might set him out for two games, but there's going to be other body parts that really give him troubles. Moving to the AFC West, if you could be like Mike, this is Mike Williams. Um, Jeremy's my guy. Mike Williams finishes as a top 12 receiver this year. Smoke or fire? Fire. You already know what it is. All caps. <laughs> this this is the fire emoji. This is absolutely fire. I put smoke. 100% smoke for me, too. Ooh. Keenan. It's all Keenan. You think Keenan? You think Keenan finishes higher than Mike Williams? Yes. Yep. I do. I want that mile <laughs> bet. I want Get it. Get out of here. Okay. You mean listen to Eckler? Yeah. Eckler knows. Team captain. Um, well, this one's not even a, a clever pun or anything, but it's running back by committee in Denver, and the take is Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both finishes top twenty-four running backs this year. I'm putting this to smoke. I think that Melvin's taking a back seat pretty substantially this year, and Javante's going to be in the driver's seat. So I obviously think Javante's finishing there, but I don't think Melvin is. I'm saying smoke for the exact same reason. I'm fire. Really? If, if you would have asked me like three weeks ago, I think I would have been fire. But I think at this point, just knowing what we know, like it feels like smoke. Brady, if you think Melvin's finishing in top 24 you got to be getting him in a lot of fantasy drafts then because that's pretty substantial value i'm saying they're both going to be healthy i, I don't want yeah. melvin gordon i think both of them are going to be healthy because they're look in my opinion benjamin albright is the most plugged into the denver broncos he is still saying 55 45 javante melvin 
to me that's yeah and to me that that screams that melvin gordon's gonna have value in fantasy now if one of them goes down obviously you're not gonna finish top 24 but i think both of them are gonna play a decent amount because they're not gonna get the full workload so that, that that's where I think it is. I, I don't have any shares of Melvin Gordon, to be completely honest with you, because I just don't like being in that running back by committee. I, I would just like to throw in a disclaimer. Um, Brady loves Ben Albright because he also says that Cortland Sutton is the unquestioned wide receiver. Oh. He is buying all the juice. Cortland Sutton. Uh, quick story time. Uh, so we were, Bradley, Jeremy, and I were all in the same draft this weekend, and is absolutely the worst thing in the world drafting with people you do a podcast with because they take all of your players. Um, there's no reason why I should not be getting Cortland Sutton at four, four. I think it is four five. No chance. I'm getting him. I had to reach for Damian Pierce in the fifth round because I knew he wasn't getting back to me because Bradley would have taken him in the fifth or the sixth round. So it is what it is. That's tough. I mean, it goes both ways though. You guys picked AJ Dillon in the fourth round. I think it was so. Yeah. Because I knew Jeremy was going to take him. I was. Yeah. I was. <laughs> Let's move to the AFC South. So this is in reference to last week's My Guys episode. Um, is the double pits to Chesty executed? And this is in reference to uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Does he finish as a top 12 receiver this year? I think this is fire. fire. I I don't know what it is over the last couple of weeks. I've just really bought into this team that MPJ is going to be a wide receiver one, and he's going to be the focal point for Matt Ryan. I don't know if I've heard him called MPJ. I like that. I uh, let you guys talk first because, you know. We already know what's fire. We know what the answer is. I had two answers on here written in all caps. This was number two. Was Double Fits to Chesty, was that like an ad campaign by Axe? Yes. I think it was was Old Spice. I think it was Axe. Even better, even better. <laughs> Goodness gracious! See, we got we got to uh, advertise because we don't want to get sued here. So can't, we're not taking it. We're not stealing nothing. <laughs> got to be outside the window, don't we? That's get smoke for me school. too. That's smoke. He's not Whoa, really top twelve. That's smoke. Yeah. That's smoke. Get out of here. Kick him off. Where, where there's smoke, there's fire, Brady. This is fire. <laughs> You've been saying smoke all day. Did you guys see that like long clip that was pieced together of like Matt Ryan talking with Pittman after like each rep and stuff? Oh, that video got me jacked. (laughs) I loved it. Oh, it's a quarterback talking to a receiver, huh? That gets you jacked. Wow, that's the only time that's happening in the NFL, huh? The connection is there. I can't wait. He's getting him better already. On that, no, let's move on. Um, and so we are going to move on to another AFC South team. That is Damian domination. That is in reference to Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce finishes as a top 24 running back this year. I think we're all in the, I think we're all in the same boat on this one. Josh is not. Josh is not. I just think by volume alone, like, I don't think he's going to be good, but I just think by wait, 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 volume, volume, what, what are you talking about? Volume alone, he should or should not be in there. No, it's going to be there. Like the volume alone is going to be a reason why. Then why, he's top then why are oh, you upset about that? So you smoke or fire? I'm I'm fire. Okay. I just don't. Jeremy, you're fire too. Yeah, he's gonna be great. I do. I do want to say this. Though. Marlon Mack from their practice squad. I, I do want to say this. I I think the hype around him, like we obviously love him, and we loved him even before it got crazy. So see. 
I, I do think it is a little out of control because we do have to temper expectations. Like it's still the running back one in Houston. Like for a bad team, that's going to be a negative game scripts consistently. Expectations are not tempered. They're there. <laughs> that is a my guy. <laughs> Why don't you temper your expectations about Mike squared? Absolutely not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's there. You should have it as top 12. Is that smoke or fire? Get out of here. <laughs> Brady, what's the highest you would take him? I think we saw it. Down um, five. Yeah. That is the absolute peak of where you would take him. I saw people like people are trading Brees Hall for like him in Dynasty leagues. I'm just like, yeah. No, Dynasty, I wouldn't do that in Dynasty just because the draft capital still screams Brees. still a fourth round pick. Like, so we do like, but. We all love Damian. Even if he has an amazing year, remember what happened to Philip Lindsay? Like he didn't have, he had an amazing year. Was very, very productive. But because the draft capital wasn't there, like he just got supplanted right away. Pro Bowler. I do. He was so good. I do hate the take of well, this team passed up on him twice. Like the whole, I don't like that. Like yeah, oh, the Texans even passed up on him three times. No, it's all about the the risk thing. It's a terrible comment because like if you draft like Corton Sutton in a fantasy draft in the fourth round, then you can say you passed up on him three times, even though you think he's going to be a top eight receiver. Like I I don't like that. I don't like that thing either. Well, and it's just like okay, well, you don't draft running backs like they used to either. So like, what is a fourth round pick for a running back? It's a little different. People but. still like Nick Chubb, right? Like he was a second round pick. They passed up on him too. I just I don't like the argument. Anyways, let's move on. Uh moving on to the AFC East. Hey there, Elijah. What's it like one in New York favorite, City? One of my one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite puns. Okay, so the take I, I, is Elijah Moore is a clear cut wide receiver one for the Jets and finishes as a top twenty four wide receiver this year. Awesome. I, didn't th- I, didn't, I didn't even think about the next line in that song was what's it like in New York City? Yes. He plays I, for I the wanna, Jets. That's amazing. I, I know. I want to pause and just say that Brady, well done. Thank you. Thank I'm you guys. So proud of how, you. how proud of how proud of yourself were you when you when it just like clicked? Like oh I, my so I don't want to sway our listeners, but I think that one was my favorite one. Oh, it's absolutely my favorite one so far. <laughs> it's, it's, Listen it's, to the rest of them, though. It's downhill from here. Yeah, don't, you got to keep listening, though. Just like the pun, for me, this is fire. I, I think he is going to be legit this year. I love the value that he's going in drafts right now. Um, if you get him as your wide receiver three or or four, even in some scenarios, you are thrilled. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. That's fire for me, too. Moving to the second AFC East take. The comment is, Waddle, you do. That is in reference to Jalen Waddle. Is the disrespect out of control? The take is he will finish as a top 20 wide receiver this year. So according, according to my rankings, this is this is absolute fire because I have him in my top 20, but I am a little concerned with his injury status going into the season and just him being not the wide receiver one. There might be not, he, not that he's going to be more prone to sitting out but that the team might limit him a little bit more just because they have Tyree kill. So I'm going to say fire, but just with caution. I'm, I'm saying smoke. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm just because I, of injury or because of product, just straight up. Production? I have him as my wide receiver 22 consensus 19 for us, but he's my wide receiver 22. So I'll say smoke. I I'm smoke as well. I, and to me, it's really not that close. Wow. I, just don't, I, I wouldn't, I feel not close. He's ranked 20 in your rankings. I, okay. Sorry. 
I lean far more towards smoke than I'm closer to fire. I guess that's what I mean. Interesting. Yeah, I'm don't definitely get, fire. Don't get burnt. Oh, oh, good for you. Okay, moving to the NFC. Starting with the NFC North. I don't know if you guys were up late last night, but there was a, a full Mooney out there. Um, Darnell so Mooney. Oh, he's, he's grown so much. I'm so proud of Brady right now. Darnell Mooney, living up to the hype. Is he a... The, so the take is Darnell Mooney is a top 24 receiver this year. Smoke or fire? This has got to be fire for me. I think it's similar to Damian Pierce, but with the wide receiver position, it's just volume alone is going to get into the wide receiver top 24. Uh, he's the number one in that offense, and the competition is not good. It's very close for me. If he was in the same tier as like my guy who's finishing as the top 24, I'd say fire. But at this point, I have met 28 and a tier below my wide receiver twos. So I'm going to say smoke at this point, but I love Mooney. I got to go smoke fire. For, smoke for me. Two out of four fires. <laughs> Means it's just smoke then. <laughs> uh, the other NFC North one, and I've never seen this show, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. So this was just simply off of hearing it so many times from other people. Um, but the take is Aaron Rodgers, the back-to-back MVP, finishes as a top 10 quarterback, a guy we really haven't talked about a lot for fantasy. I'd like to start with Becker here. I I have this as a fire. It seems way more likely that he'd be a top 10 quarterback than not. I say smoke. smoke. I've said this on the on the show before. I think his football impact is going to be far greater than his fantasy impact at this point. I think the Packers are going to rely a little bit more on the run game. I agree with that. I think it's smoke. Smoke for me as well. Moving to the NFC West. You didn't think we were going to talk about Trey Lance. You're dead wrong. It's Trey Ball, man. <laughs> We've got three basketball players on here. We're talking about the Trey Ball. Trey Lance um, lives up to my hype and is a top eight quarterback this year. Smoke or fire? Um, I'd like uh, – I have a bone to pick with three basketball players. I, for one, need to let you know I'm one for one three-point percentage in varsity basketball in high school. <laughs> so watch your mouth. Okay. I say fire. Welcome. I also have fire. Welcome. The rushing upside, it's got to be fire. I don't need that caveat that you're just saying it's got to be. No, he's a good enough player to be a top eight quarterback. So I don't need you having a, I don't need that. Okay, I gave you fire. You're going to take what you can get. Got me. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> so we, we should get a map for this uh, podcast because is Arizona the new Hollywood? Um, Marquise Hollywood Brown, does he finish as a top 16 wide receiver? Oh, that's such a tough line. I say smoke, and it's really not close according to my rankings. I have him as my wide receiver 27. Same. Yeah, I'm with, with Bradley on that as well. This one was mainly for Josh. Yeah, we're going to see how in he is. I I have written down fire, but 16 is so – it's 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 really high. I, I'm going to smoke. Okay. Barely. Okay. Barely. Let, it, let the record show he wrote down fire. I did write down fire. It's because he saw all three. Let's go. Smoke. Josh, are you the guy? No. no. Josh, are you the guy that on a test writes down C and then goes back and double checks your answers and then switches it to B afterwards? One thousand percent. One thousand percent overthinking it. <laughs> Next one, Julio. Think you are? Uh, this is in reference to Julio Jones. <laughs> Julio Jones is the take is Julio Jones a wide receiver two in Tampa this year um, and finishes as a top thirty-six wide receiver. Smoke or fire? This is the easiest smoke. He, he's definitely running around leaving scars. Uh, I got uh, smoke. 
<laughs> Good one. <laughs> Collecting those jar hearts. <laughs> what a song. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> I'm good. so happy right now. It's got to be smoke, though. Yeah, that's that's smoke, but that was good. That was good. It's fire. Really happy. It's fire. fire. It's fire. Get out of here. You think Julio's going to be a, t- a wide receiver three? The only way it's not is if he doesn't play. Why Why are we surprised, guys? Godwin. He's still talented. He's still ultra talented. The only way he does not finish as a top 36 receiver is if he plays less than 13 games. Which is very likely to happen. There's two parts to this. Is the wide receiver two in Tampa? Ooh, good points. He gets about four to six games before Godwin comes back, right? So then you're saying the vast majority of the season is going to be with Godwin. Got it. That's fine. Ooh. I'm not going to appreciate this disrespect. Moving on. Um, The other NFC South. Are we eating those W's? So this is in reference to the two wide receivers in New Orleans. Does Jameis Winston support two top 24 receivers, smoke or fire? It's a pretty easy smoke, in my opinion. I think one could be a a top 24, but I don't think both of them. Two being Michael Thomas and Chris Olave, correct? We're all on the same page with those are the top two. Okay, good. Jarvis? I think think, think Olave has an outside chance, but I think that happens if Michael Thomas is not healthy. I'm rising on Olave a lot, but I'm sticking my guns. I'm going fire. I think Jameis absolutely doesn't care about interceptions. Is going to throw the ball a ton. I'm a little concerned about Michael Thomas, but I do think Olave has an in him, and I think his skill set matches Jameis's skill set perfectly. I uh, I have smoke. I I actually do think I I don't think Jarvis could be one of the two that could be a top 24, but I do think he could eat into some of that target share. Very true. For sure. Very, bring down very some true. of those um, options. But I do like a lot of it. I think we all do as, as collectively as a group. Yep. Uh, that was smoke for me as well. Um, moving on to the NFC East. Does Jalen Hurts you? No. Jalen Hurts finishes as a top eight quarterback this year. Smoke or fire? Josh, it's, go ahead. You already know, baby. It's fire. I have fire as well. I also have fire. Smoke. Heaven's my quarterback 10. I have my quarterback 10. It's a mistake. How so what why why are you out on Jalen Hurts this year at ADP? I just I just simply don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I, I think by the way, I think that ADP comment is not really necessary at this point because he's going in the same ADP as like a Kyler Murray. And end of the fifth end of the fifth, late sixth, or sorry. End of the fifth, early sixth is kind of that realm for Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. What, what, you should, what you should have asked, Josh, is why are you so in on Trey Lance, but so out? I didn't want to, like, I, I've been crapping on Trey Lance, and I didn't want to get out. That is absolutely the question that came to mind. Brady, why are you in on Trey Lance and out on Jalen Hurts? Better quarterback, better system. Similar weapons, I think. We'll move on. That was an easy answer for me. Last but certainly not least, this is a shout out to Jeremy. Um, Is Quads the qualifier? Saquon. um, Is Saquon Barkley finishing this year as a top 12 receiver? Running back. How about running back? Shoot. I had it. I was reading it. (laughs) Agree, Preston, though. God, we almost made it through. (laughs) Oh. 
Be better. Top 12 running fire. back. Saquon. This is fire. Oh. I have finishing as nine. Fire. Smoke. Smoke. The office. I have is Saquon. Booty. 15. But that doesn't mean he's going to be bad. Like, yes, it does. you're agreeing good fantasy with me. Players. You pick. You're agreeing with but me. We're I'm both saying, smoke. But. I'm, I'm saying <laughs> just because he's a ba- in a bad system does not mean he's I know, bad at fantasy. Yeah, you're right, but it doesn't There's mean plenty that. of good fantasy players on bad teams. Fair enough. Damian Pierce, case in point. Thank <laughs> <Just> you. Because <laughs> he's on a very bad team. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Anyways, awesome. okay, so that's all of those are done. Let's uh, before we go to break, we have about four to five questions that we're going to go through to preface the season. This is all going to be out there before week one starts. Um, first question. Which offense are you most intrigued by going into the fantasy season? I'll start. I'll go with the Indianapolis Colts. There's kind of a lot of different things that could happen. We know JT is going to be a stud, but does Naheem Hines have a role? We all expect Michael Pittman's going to break out, but a guy like Alec Pierce, uh, he's somebody that's really on my radar. I'm watching him week one, see what his target share is. He's going to be someone I'm going to want to pick up. And then also Matt Ryan. What's Matt Ryan going to be this year? We all think he's going to be okay this year, but he wasn't that great last year in Atlanta. So I think there's a lot of, intriguing pieces to the Indianapolis Colts offense. For me, it's the Rams. I want to see how much Stafford's, you know, quote injury is going to affect not only their NFL team, but fantasy production for him and the offense as a whole. Yeah, I have uh, the Vegas Raiders, um, shiny new weapon in Devante, new head coach, new offensive minded head coach. Can, can Derek Carr carry a, a top tier offense? What do they do with Josh Jacobs? Is the Waller injury an injury or was it more contract related? So up and then two like Renfro, does he stay relevant? So I'm I'm very interested to see what that looks like. Are you intrigued, Becker, if Carr can drive them down the field or no? You're just trying too hard. You're just trying, not too, trying hard. too hard. It's not <laughs> you are. Too hard. You're trying too hard. No. Team that intrigues me the most offensively. Um, obviously as a homer pick, it's Minnesota Vikings for me. There's a lot of storylines that go with the Vikings. Is Justin Jefferson that wide receiver one? Overall, um, does Adam Thielen still have some relevance outside of touchdowns? Is KJ Osborne taking a step? Is he actually fantasy relevant this year? Does Delvin get uh, work in the passing game? What does Irv Smith look like coming into the year after an injury? And then does Kirk Cousins take a Matthew Stafford leap in a Kevin O'Connell offense? So I'm just, I'm super intrigued. And we're going to know right away because they play a good defense to start the season. So um, Minnesota Vikings are very intriguing for me. Let's move to um, a least intriguing team or what, what team is, um, not intriguing to you at all. We'll we'll start in the NFC North again. I have the Green Bay Packers. They don't really intrigue me that much because I just know what they are. I, I think that Aaron Jones is going to be great. I think AJ Dillon's going to get a lot of volume. Lazard's probably going to be their one. I mean, I'm intrigued to see what uh, Sir Funyan Tunyon does um, as a tight end. <laughs> but I mean, Rogers is going to be solid as a quarterback as well. So I don't think. It doesn't mean I think they're going to be bad. It's just as far as intriguing. I think we know what the Packers are going to be on offense. I'll go. I'll go. New England Patriots, I don't want any shares of it. I think it's terrible. I, I The only intrigue is who's going to call the plays for them. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't want any shares of anybody from that team. That's such a good point. Like, it's not – I'm actually pivoting to the Patriots because that's such a good answer. I just don't think yeah. – like, Mac Jones is like eh, – their running game is, like, good, but it's going to be so divided that none of them are going to be, like – really exciting really good this year and the receivers obviously are not good so that pick he threw in preseason was 
horrible. Not good. <laughs> he was seeing, scrum, he was he's seeing like, ghosts. Oh, yes. Uh, yep, he's open right to the defender. <laughs> I, the, yeah, the Patriots is a really good answer. They were written down for me, but just, just to be a contrary and say something different. Um, I I do have the commanders written down and it hurts me because I want I That's want to see one. Wentz do well, like I, I do, but I know does anyone get really excited when they draft Terry McLaurin? Like you're oh. excited about the hope, maybe, but you're not thr- like nobody's really drafting the other guys. You're maybe throwing a dart throw on, on Dotson just to see because he's a rookie with high upside, but nobody is excited when they draft Antonio Gibson. Obviously, no one's drafting Carson. And in leagues that you are taking a defense still, no one's even excited about that defense anymore, even though I think you should have been a year ago. Right. Let's move to real quick. Who's a sleeper offense for fantasy this year? Saints. I have the Lions. I had the Giants. Miami for me. Uh, You think sleeper, huh? I don't think it's a sleeper. Two is terrible. They all stink. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Builds them up. We question it, so he throws them down. God, they suck. <laughs> They're going to be so bad as an offense. Very quick I mean, to that one. Pick Sorry. a side. <laughs> I said there's a You did say if, right? Yeah. Yeah, he said if Tua is terrible. Oh, I think you said. Oh, I, I said Tua is terrible. Oh, no, I said if Tua is terrible, they stink. <laughs> I thought you oh. just said, wait, no. sleeper. No, Tua is terrible. Gosh. No, no. Um, okay, Super Bowl champion. And if you have the uh, the loser, you can do that as well, too. So the Super Bowl matchup. I got Bills, and uh, we'll go Bucks, and the Bills are going to win. I'll go with the Ravens. Wow. I'll go with the Packers. I'm just kidding. I won't say the Packers. I would say the Chargers. I mean, it's not bold. I, I mean, they're they're a favorite. Yes. If I was going to say someone else beside the Vikings, I would say the 49ers over the the Bills. Did you just get back from the Bay or no? I'm convinced <laughs> you have. I'm convinced that you're a season. It's Trey Ball time. Trey Ball. People call it Money Ball. It's Trey Ball. <laughs> Okay, who holds the number one pick for the 2023 draft? I'll go first. Fantasy draft. No. NFL. What? 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 <laughs> now you're talking about the, uh, the 2023 like fantasy. Who's going to be like ADP number one? Most mm. consensus. So I have McCaffrey. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> We're going to have a sad uh, listener. Uh, but for me, it is the, the Houston Texans. And we're going to have a sad co-host, Green Bay Packers. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. What? I have the Texans as well. <laughs> just got to run. Out of, out of all of the teams in the bottom half of the league that you would project, they have the hardest schedule. Their schedule is pretty difficult. And they looked terrible in the preseason. <laughs> they looked horrible. I watched oh, two games, God. two more games than I should have watched. The Get Brandon Cooks out of there. Trade Brandon Cooks. He deserves a better quarterback, better offense. Okay. Last but certainly not least, this is MVP. And Josh, no, this isn't fantasy. This is real life football. Who was the MVP of the league this year? Josh Allen, baby. I have Josh Allen as well. I have Mr. Unlimited. Oh, yeah. I have Justin Herbert. 
Okay. Well, on that note, we're going to take a break, come back and do starts of the week. Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. This is the moment you've all been waiting for. Week 1 starts of the week. We do this every single week and essentially we pick a quarterback, running back, wide receiver and a tight end. For our starts of the week, we give a criteria. So the other three say top 15, top 16, whatever. Um, and then the, the following week, we determine if it was a hit or a miss. So um, the finishes last year, Josh Half took point. first, unfortunately. Um, Bradley took second, Jeremy took third, and I took last. So, um, Josh, you get us started off with your quarterback start of the week. With the first pick of the first week of starts of the week, Josh's quarterback is Trey Lance versus Chicago. With Kyle Pitts too, and it just didn't. I mean, what do we say? <laughs> Top ten. Yeah. You guys think that's reasonable? More generous than me, but I just won't say mine. I originally originally thought I was it was going to be eight, but I, I uh, that was going to be my what we'll I was do eight. Say. We'll do eight. Okay, I'm good with yeah. that. That's how that's oh. how we talk it out, boys. That's how we talk. I'll remember about that. I'll remember that. Got you, it. You have Noted. an X on my Noted. deck every single, Noted. every single week. Bradley, you're up for quarterback starts of the week. Uh, my quarterback start of the week is Lamar Jackson versus the New York Jets. Uh, five? Yep. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that, Bradley. I feel good about all my picks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, it's all you. Five. I have... Derek Carr against the Los Angeles Chargers. Twelve. High scoring affair. Twelve. Yeah, that's good with me. Okay, let's go to twelve. My start of the week this week at quarterback is Russell Wilson versus his former team, the Seattle Seahawks. Seven. How is that too? Is that too rich? I thought. Oh, I'm more generous, Brady. Brady, I'm more generous. I need you to remember that. Got me? Jerry, what do you think? It's six or six or seven. I think it's gotta be six. Six. We're on is. this already. We're starting week <laughs> one again where we just team Let's up against go! Brady again, huh? It's wow. always team up against Brady. That's the only ration. That's the only reason Brady could take glasses. We're all teaming up on him, right? The criteria is just different for for the best, I guess. That's <laughs> fine. Josh, you're running back, start of the week. Nick Chubb at Carolina, baby. 12. I was going to say 12. That's what I was going to say as well. Javante Williams is my start of the week versus the Seattle Seahawks for my running back. 10? No, before you, how, how can you say, how can you say 10? I don't wait. Josh doesn't think. 14. I, yeah, I was going to say 12, like but I... Are we going to act like 12, 14, and 10 are all very different numbers? Is that what we're yes. doing right now? I mean, now? if Nick Chubb is going to be 12. Nick Chubb like... keeps getting drafted before Javante Williams. ADP okay. is higher. Okay. I'm going to need you to. You know, this is how Josh wins, getting... you guys. This I'm going to need you to stop being an. I'm going to need you to stop being an angry elf. Okay. <laughs> you can get your number. Jeremy, what do, all what you. Do we, what do we settle your... on? 14. 
good. My uh, running back start of the week is Travis Etienne versus the Washington Commanders. The Manders, uh, 16. I was going to say 16. Yeah, just again noted that was a generous number for me. Got it. <laughs> All right. So my running back start of the week is Elijah Mitchell versus the Chicago Bears. 20. I was going to say 16. I need yeah. you to remember that, Brady. I need you to remember that. Because I mean, like Etienne like and Mitchell are probably similar there. That's what I'm saying. Etienne and Mitchell are, are probably in the same tier. He's smashing that top 16 finish. It's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, your wide receiver start of the week. AJ Brown at De- Detroit. It's got to be a top, a wide receiver one, right? 14, yeah, I mean, top 14. I'm, I'm, I was going to say 10, so I'm, I'm fine with 12. 12. 12. Yeah. Gotta feel pretty comfortable with that one, huh, Monty? We'd be aight. <laughs> We'd be aight. Uh, I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb as my wide receiver start of the week versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Nine. I was going to say ten, so I'm good with either. Let's go ten. You're welcome, Bradley. <laughs> Let's work, C.D. Let's go to work. That's a really good number for C.D. Let's just call it what it is. My uh, wide receiver start of the week. Well, one of us is going to hit <laughs> on this uh, Broncos crew. We're, we're taking one at every position, but I, I have Cortland Sutton against no. the Seattle Seahawks. It almost got to him. It I'm so happy for you. To me. I'm oh so goodness. happy. I'm so top happy three. for you, Jeremy. <laughs> you just hit top three. <laughs> I would say 14. Uh, number was 15 for me. 12 it is. I'm just kidding. 14, <laughs> that's an easy smash. Um, man, that really hurts. Gosh, I, he's so I really thought he was getting <laughs> me. Uh, my wide receiver start of the week this week. I am going to go with Hollywood Brown against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, boy, that's that's kind of tough. Um, 18. Oh my gosh, Brady's jumping out. Oh, I'd be so stoked just, for Hollywood. We just I want Hollywood at 18. At what? Yeah, for a week to week start, though, when it's very high. Oh, it's going to be a high scoring game. That's going to be so much fun. I'll go 16. Jeremy? What did you say, Bradley? 18. Split the difference? I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you 18. Thank you. Gosh, that's. Can I have that? Can I have Hollywood at 18? How would you say your tight end? Patty F. <laughs> Patty, Patty F. F Death tracks on Patty F. <laughs> Being in the starts of the week. 10? 10. That's Patty. I'm going David and Joku versus the, the Carolina Panthers. Brady getting sniped again. I absolutely love to see it. Oh my gosh. Uh, 12. Yep. Uh, I would say 10. I I would say 10. Yep. You have to catch a touchdown on your tight end 10. True. So if he catches a touchdown and he's not tight end 10, I will still be catching it as a hit. (laughs) Put that in your notes. Sounds good. Unless it's one catch for one yard and a touchdown. (laughs) For what it's worth, I'm not sure they're going to score any touchdowns via the air. (laughs) Well, my tight end start of the year is Cole Komet. 
So you're just locking them in all season then? Yep. Got it. Chips are on the table. They're in the middle Chip. now. <laughs> ten and uh, ten. 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 I'd love to see what Brady's going to do here. I cannot wait. He's tilting. I know Kyle. you guys have guesses, and it's Kyle Pitts. He's on my list, but it didn't work out last year every single time I picked him, so I'm not going to do it, so quit asking. Three touchdowns confirmed. I'm going with Dallas Goddard against the Detroit Lions. Top eight. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty good value. That's good value. Don't give me that. You're giving a little. You're wincing a little bit. I don't need that from you. I feel like that's a little. Yeah. It's a little. Honestly, seven for that look. Nope. Nope. (laughs) No, we're not going to give a look and then. I know. Get it. Seven's making it worse there, Bradley. Seven's less than eight. (laughs) You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I slipped. In that case, Njoku's got to be top two. I slipped. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so our one's got to go this week, and we're talking about week one finishes. A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., Cortland Sutton, and Debo Samuel. Which one's got to go? For this week one, I'm going Cortland Sutton. He's he's still up in the air if he's the one. He's not up in the air. Yeah, I'm just, I want to see it one week. I want to see it. And then if he's got, you know, 14 targets and Judy's got eight, cool. But I want to see it week one. Okay. So just for your reference, Debo's playing Chicago. AJ Brown's playing Detroit. Michael Pittman Jr. is playing Houston. And Cortland Sutton is playing Seattle. Just all booty teams. You should look to start all of these guys. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) For me, the one that's got to go is AJ Brown. I am also. AJ Brown. Michael Pittman Jr. <gasps> oh. This is how you wanted to end the podcast, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Pittman Jr. has got to go. Have a they're going to be up by 25 at halftime. JT's going to have 20 carries in the second half. Oh. <laughs> Becker's just distraught. You're welcome. Sit him this week. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Don't oh, sit him this week. They're all <laughs> smash plays. They are. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you.